Welcome to the Design Build Institute of America's Design Build Delivers podcast. I'm Kim Wright at DBIA's National Headquarters. Early engagement and collaboration are, of course, design build hallmarks. Research shows the more collaboration, the better the results. But what does that really mean for design build team members like manufacturers and suppliers? How well are project managers really engaging their supply chain on design build projects nationwide? Are we missing opportunities for innovation? These are just some of the questions addressed in new research underway by FMI and facilitated by DBIA's Water Wastewater Committee. In this episode, we talk to Victaulic Vice President and DBIA Committee member Ernie Mashner about the research and efforts to determine, are there kinks in design builds engagement of the supply chain? Ernie, tell me a little bit about your experiences, where you've come from. I know you've been uh, practicing for a good long time doing design build and all kinds of alternative delivery methods, and why you feel so strongly about the importance of, of engaging the supply chain so early. Well, I've spent about the last 20 years almost exclusively in design build for um, the, the, the large names in design build, AECOM, CH2M, MWH. Um, and recently have moved over into a supply chain role with um, Victaulic Manufacturer. And I noticed during that transition that uh, there, were, there were a lot of cases where um, I wanted to try to get more early engagement in particular projects. I knew that I had a lot to add from being on the, from being on the practitioner side, from being on the project director side. Right. And the, the message wasn't, wasn't getting out there. And then I thought, oh my, was this the same thing that I was doing to my supply chain when I was in the middle of a pursuit or when I was wow. in the middle of, of going after a project? And I, and I started to think of maybe we need to change uh, the dialogue and the engagement of how supply chain is, is viewed in design, build, and alternative delivery. Because there's a lot of power in having early engagement from people who really are experts in fill in the blank. Right, exactly. I think what uh, what we're going to see here at National Conference um, is the survey that we went uh, distributed to the the industry, and and what the what the results were uh, over overwhelmingly were that most of the players in the design build process, the owners, the general contractors, um, even members of the supply chain, felt that it was beneficial to have more engagement early engagement, pre-RFQ, RFQ, um, and the, the, the perception of engagement during the actual delivery process was less because there was so much more opportunity to get the innovation, to get the good ideas, to get them earlier on in the design build process. And maybe this can be an opportunity to start to change the way we do business, do design build better, and get better case studies and examples of early engagement. I think I had seen a... a, a a number somewhere where, I mean, products and services are a huge percentage of construction project costs. It only seems to make sense that you're going to get the best value if you pull those folks in early to talk about your approach. Right. What we found was when we were in uh, preparing for this the survey uh, was that the perception was uh, not that I necessarily agree with it, um, was that the earlier you lock somebody in into an agreement, then you're losing um, commercial value, you're losing um, best value and maybe not even best price. 
And so uh, I, I think that's incumbent upon the industry to, we, we, we've got this um, a bit of a struggle between opposing forces here of, we know that early engagement is good. We know that the, the earlier we can make key decisions in the design build process, the better off a project will be. But yet there's a perception that, well, maybe if we do that, we're not getting the best price. Hmm. And, and I think that's something that we need to change. And it comes, you know, one of the inherent parts of design build is trust, collaboration, uh, you know, all of these, you know, all of these things that we do as best practices. And I, I think that's part of the discussion that needs to be had. That mental shift impacts every step of the every member of the team and every step of the process. Right. Of, of course, even early decisions. Uh, there's a lot of times when, when being on, on the, the project director side and running a project where we'll get into, we'll get into procurement, we'll start to, to buy out our materials as well, because we bought manufacturer X versus manufacturer Y, now we have to go back and we have to redesign some things. We need to redesign uh, the, the piece of equipment. It's, it's larger. It's a different configuration and maybe we have to move walls. And if, if that piece of equipment had been selected earlier in the process, we wouldn't have to do this. A, a redesign and, and, and hopefully you catch it early enough that you don't have to do rework in the field to accommodate because you, you saved a little bit of money in your buyout. And you know, you're talking too about, you're talking about those building those relationships. I mean, if you're, if you're talking about a new project team and maybe the team members aren't, haven't worked together before, they don't know each other, I would think that would be an obstacle to overcome too. You, if you've got to go out and find that specialty um, tradesperson, you've got to build those relationships. Right. And what we found in the survey is that the specialty subcontractors are brought in very, very early. Uh, but again, if you have a uh, design build process that maybe is working towards a GMP to where all of the packages have to be bid out, then maybe that subcontract, there's, there's a benefit because he's getting a little bit of early knowledge about the project and maybe he does have uh, you know, an inside track when it does come to bid it. But in the end, he's still competing against a lot of other a lot of other subcontractors. And again, maybe it's the you haven't advanced your design enough uh, to be able to reap all those benefits of the early involvement. So that sounds like that that's one barrier potentially to really fully getting the best bang for your buck in early engagement. Are there other barriers that maybe are preventing teams from engaging their supply chain folks earlier? Having been on both sides of that, you've been on both right, sides of that right. fence. <laughs> Uh, some of it is when you get the uh, the estimating groups and the engineering groups together, they may have an idea of what they want to, of, of how they want to deliver the project, which is terrific. And again, I've been in parts of those discussions of, you know, we need to get our concrete done early or we need to, um, you know, get our piping systems prefabricated, preassembled, brought to site, um, all, all of these decisions. And, and sometimes there's a tendency to maybe want to close in those discussions with a smaller group for fear of maybe your, um, your silver bullet for winning the project happens to get out into the, into the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably one of the biggest barriers to, to engaging a wider group of people in these decisions. I know your work on the DBIA Water Wastewater Committee was, you know, a lot, inspired a lot of this work. I mean, this was this committee's idea that we really need to investigate what's going on um, and thus the beginning for the research that you talked about. What was the what was the impetus? I mean, there are lots of lots of issues in the industry that we that we try to address on a regular basis. How did this rise at the top for for particularly in the water wastewater sector? Why 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 was this so important? Do you think? 
Um, well, when I made the move from AECOM to Victaulic, uh, it was interesting. I met our local sales rep that was covering the area of the project that I was working on at the time up in British Columbia. And I introduced myself and he says, oh yeah, yeah. I says, I've been in your job trailer four times and I've never been able to meet you once. I'm like, really? Wow. Why, why is that? I said, they told me you were doing other things and that you don't talk to vendors. And I'm like, wow. Wow, it, yeah. It was, it was kind of a you know slap upside the head of, uh, uh, you know, now, now that it's the other side, I, I try to work on, you know, how can we improve that communication and... You know, there there was a there was a better idea out there that I wasn't willing to listen to because I thought that I had it all dialed in. So that was that was the first one, and then the second one was uh, John Giacchino at the Water Wastewater Conference, and my first conference now being no longer a, a project director, but being you know as part of a, a global leadership team for manufacturer, um, and he said we need to get the entire supply chain involved in in projects earlier in projects, and I. Tapped him on the shoulder with John. I said, John, is that exactly, you know, are, are you serious about that? He said, oh, absolutely. And I said, I've got some ideas and let's see how we can, how we can change this. And that's how the ball got rolling from there. Engagement. Engagement. And then coincidentally, FMI um, was working on a similar initiative within their organization and had contacted DBIA saying, we want to do, we want to investigate uh, supply chain engagement in design build. And Lisa Washington called me up and said, uh, you'll never believe the conversation that I had with FMI. <laughs> it must be a good idea. And so here we are. We put the two organizations together. And the, between the subcommittee and the Water Wastewater Committee, we, we put this survey together I mean, really quick. I mean, it was five months from the, from the initial spark to having the initial results that we're having at the conference here this week. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, what was the what was the key goals for for you folks as you worked with FMI, and, and what are the things that you really wanted to get out of this research? And we'll talk about whether we got there. Right. I, I, the goals were one, you know, with with any type of a survey like this, is what are we current currently doing now? What's the current state of play? Are uh, is the supply chain engaged? Are subcontractors engaged? Are manufactured equipment um, engaged are you know engineering engineered materials are they engaged vendors you know ev everything down to the concrete supplier what are we currently doing and then the next the next follow on was well this is what we're doing now what should it look like and that that's how the results pretty much came out uh, of, of what do we need to do and then the the follow on which which I'm excited to go from from the conference is what are some of the good case studies what have people done in this in this arena, I mean, both both good and bad. We you know obviously we want to be able to share what's what's gone well and what hasn't quite gone as uh, as desired uh, of seeing how how has this benefited projects. We in can't the fix end. it if we haven't defined it. That, that's right. Yeah. Um, was how was the response? Was this something that the industry seemed um, engaged that they were interested in? I mean, did we get did we hear from the folks we wanted to hear from? Uh, yes, we got a good wide range from owners, owners, primary contractors, subcontractors, vendors, engineered systems. Uh, we got a good good cross section, nearly 200 results um, in the in initial survey through DBIA's membership, and very very good feedback. Any surprises in this first uh, first set of responses? Not really. Um, it was 
it's one of those you you try when you do something like this to to not jump to the end and and, right. and not try to right. skew the results. And we we worded our questions. We we really wanted to get some open, uh, free flow answers, and we got some good commentary as well. Uh, I think generally. Uh, most of the industry felt that earlier engagement by a wider range of the supply chain was a good thing. And that was, that was where they were pointing us, pointing us towards. So then I think the, the follow on for, for our group, the, the DBIA FMI group, uh, the Water Wastewater Committee and the Supply Chain Subcommittee would be then to look at what are the best practices? What, what do they look like? Mm-hmm. You know, how, what can we say? This is, this is the best way to proceed with uh, an equipment manufacturer. This is the best way to proceed with a vendor, and and there's probably going to be different answers for each mm-hmm. one of uh, for each one of those levels of the supply chain. Uh, but I think we'll be able to put together some good information and distribute it to industry. How are our teams succeeding or not succeeding in actually early engagement? Are they in, are they engaging early, or is it just something we, that's still aspirational? <laughs> We're openly soliciting good case studies and examples okay. of of where it's happened. And hopefully we can put those together into a into a good summary of the survey results and um, and help to educate our industry, which is what our ultimate goal is: is to make us all better. So, thinking about your your um, decades of experience, again, we talked talked about on both sides. Is there is there any case that stands out for you of a, an example of where it just worked? You know, for a fact, you saw that early engagement made a difference on a project for you as a project manager, let's say first. Most of my career has been on water wastewater treatment. And I think we achieved a lot of benefits in um, partnering with engineered systems. It, it helped us in a lot of different ways. It helped our, um, our process engineers determine what the, best, what the best way of solving the owner's problem was. Uh, and then it enabled us to lock down design earlier uh, what I mentioned earlier about if, if you know the size of the thing that you're designing to, it helps you to to optimize things. And I'll, I'll, I'll admit earlier on, I haven't quite gotten as deep in the supply chain uh, that now we're, we're advocating, but I, I think that there's ways of being able to do it. Um, I would think, too, that, that that early engagement of supply chain would be such a natural fit for design build since it's all about integration. Right, it is, uh, and where we've where the survey showed that there was reluctance, it was getting too many people locked down too early, getting too uh, a lot of voices are you know diverse voices are good. Uh, sometimes, if you're in a time crunch, if your procurement period in maybe a fixed price design build is relatively short, uh, sometimes the you know the lead design builder. Has to, has to limit the amount of interaction that they have and, and wait until they actually move into a design phase. Whereas in a progressive design build or a two-step, maybe there's a bit more time during that engineering definition period to get a few more voices involved. If you were trying to give the elevator pitch to someone about how important you know early supply um, engagement is? Well, on, on that question, it's a bit, everybody's elevator pitch is different. So a concrete subcontractor's elevator pitch is going to be different than mine as an engineered piping systems provider. But I think in a lot of people's messages are going to be the same. We can add value early on. 
Um, we can eliminate some of the risks that are involved in, the, in delivering the project, and we can mitigate those risks earlier on in, in the process because design-build is it's built on risk management. And the, the sooner that a risk can be mitigated, given away, sold to, to somebody else better able to manage it, then that helps the whole project move, move forward, and, and ultimately it increases the certainty of delivery to the owner. So this is really the first phase because we'll, we'll talk about the first round of, of answers and survey information in phase one, but what, what comes next? Right, so this survey is the this, dissemination of the raw data that we obtained. Uh, the next phase is to get more anecdotal information. What are some of the case studies from the practitioners and from the owners and dig a little bit deeper into the topic. And then at the Water Wastewater Conference in April, uh, we'll be providing a more comprehensive results of, of this entire engagement, both the, the survey data, the, just the pure yes, no, when do you want to be involved versus uh, this project, here's what we did and here's how it was, here's how it worked. This, this project, here's what we did, here's what didn't work. And that would be a more comprehensive results at that time. And then after that, we would be publishing uh, best practices and the data through FMI. You know, they're a, they're a world leader in doing this sort of research uh, distributing that then to industry and, and hopefully uh, improving delivery of all projects. So excellent. Exciting things to come. Look forward to, uh, we'll see more in uh, its spring conference. Yes, it's been very cool. Thank you, Ernie. Appreciate it. Great. Thanks. FMI will present its research findings at the Design Build for Water Wastewater Conference in Dallas, running April 20th to 22nd. A transportation conference follows from the 22nd to the 24th. It's shaping up to be a terrific event with Design Build focused trends, topics, and networking just for the water and transportation sectors. See our program and more at dbia.org/conferences. Conferences.